this is Grant Winneravage, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Egg Services in Warren, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Egg Services, providing solutions for your success. Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Coonan in studio. We'll have updates from Sierra Doctor and Whitney Pittman as well. USDA lowered their 2022-2023 corn production number by 200 million bushels to 13.7 billion. That was in yesterday's supply-demand report. An increase in the corn yield was more than offset by a 1.6 million acre cut to harvested acres. Total corn usage was cut 185 million to 13.9 billion bushels. Exports were reduced by 150 million down to 1.92 billion. USDA left the season average corn price unchanged at $6.70 a bushel. The supply-demand report put a little strength into the corn market. Total farm marketing market analyst John Heinberg says the surprise came in the form of lower corn harvested acres. You know, that was the area that we, were a little, we saw the surprise. As the USDA took harvested acres down from 8.8 million bushels on the, on the November report down to 79.2, so that's a 1.6 million acre chop in terms of harvested acres. USDA lowered U.S. soybean production by 69 billion, a million bushels rather, to 4.27 billion. That's for the January supply demand report. The harvested area was reduced 300,000 acres. Soybean yield down six tenths of a percent, a six tenths of a bushel to 49.5 bushels per acre. USDA lowered soybean exports by 55 million bushels to 2 billion. Soybean ending stocks estimated at 210 million bushels down 10 million from the December report. USDA raised the U.S. season average farm gate price for soybeans 20 cents to 14.20 a bushel. According to the annual USDA crop production report, Minnesota's farmers enjoyed a small increase in both corn and soybean production. Corn production was estimated at nearly 1.5 billion bushels. That's up 5% from the previous year. Soybean output was up 4% at 370 million bushels. It's a big year for sunflowers with production of the oil crop up 78%. Non-oil sunflower production increased over 200%. All hay production rose 37%. North Dakota's 2022 corn crop was estimated at 350 million bushels. That's down 8% from 2021. Soybean production totaled 198 million, up 9% from the previous year. Statewide yields are up across the state, corn averaging 131 bushels per acre. Soybeans finishing the year at 35 bushels per acre. Sunflower production exploded higher. The size of the oil-type sunflower crop increased over 70%. Production for non-oil sunflowers rose 148%. The uh, North Dakota dry bean production up 63% from 2021. Canola was record large, up 41%. Alfalfa production in North Dakota up nearly 160% from one year ago. South Dakota corn and soybean production declined last year. Year Year-end surveys found corn production totaled 661 million bushels. That's down 10% from 2021. Soybean production totaled 193 million bushels, down 11%. Oil sunflower production rose 36%. And alfalfa hay production is up 44% from last year. According to North Dakota Farm Service Agency Executive Director Marcy Svenenson, a few disaster programs have been updated. Well, there were some major updates to some disaster programs that just came out 
UCP, we've got some updates there where producers who lease federally owned land or manage federal land and state land are the opportunity now to participate in ECP. And there will be advanced payments of up to 25% of the cost of the ECP practices before the restoration is carried out. Sometimes it's tough to come up with those dollars just to get started. Although if participants who receive that advanced cost share don't spend it within 60 days, there'll be a refund required. The Livestock Indemnity Program will also accept recreational livestock. Under the Livestock Indemnity Program, it will now uh, actually allow animals that are maintained for recreational purposes, uh, such as pleasure, hunting, pets, or show animals, or animals intended for consumption by the owner to be considered eligible livestock for the LIP program. Uh, we're also in expanding the eligible livestock for ELAP, LFP, and LIP, and including horses maintained for commercial purposes. Reporting agriculture's business, this is the Red River Farm Network. Friday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Innovative agriculture projects seem to be a trend in Crookston, Minnesota. Earlier this week, the Red River Farm Network toured the new Ag Innovation Campus, and now farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more on a climate-smart biochar project underway. Ag Secretary Vilsack announced 21 potential projects that will soon be open to public comment in the Fertilizer Production Expansion Program, including North Star Lime in Crookston, Minnesota. Brian Boll, who farms near Crookston and with North Star Lime, says biochar is a product that is climate-friendly and can be of value to agriculture. When you burn something in the absence of oxygen, you create biochar. So instead of emitting that carbon into the atmosphere, you're capturing that carbon into the biochar. And then biochar is used for, for many different applications. It can be used as a soil amendment, uh, can be used in the medical profession. There's all kinds of uses for it. And it, it turns out it's just a wonderful environmental um, impact thing as well. Instead of burning corn stalk bales, uh, we're able to turn that into, into biochar and capture that carbon and put it back on the field and basically increase organic matter. Bull says the project will be a win-win as they'll use the heat from the creation of biochar to help their production of lime pellets that's already taking place using byproducts from the American Crystal Sugar Plant near their facility. We actually started down this path and we're creating a, a lime pellet and we need heat in order to dry the lime and so we're using natural gas. Well, we have all this waste basically, whether it's wood pulp or sawdust or corn stalks or things like that. And it turns out that by burning that in a pyrolyzer, basically a reactor in such a way in the absence of oxygen, we can capture that heat, which then reduces our carbon footprint by not needing the natural gas and then uh, creating the biochar, which we can then put back on the land as, as a, a soil amendment. Bull says the project should be up and running sometime this spring. For the Red River Farm Network reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman. There's positive news and a new study from Farmers Business Network. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has that report. Farmers Business Network chief economist Kevin McNew says the long-term trend in grain shows demand outpacing supplies. Yeah, you know, I think the, the real trend is, you know, demand growth is outpacing supply growth. 
And so I'm talking about, you know, kind of year-to-year changes in a long-term trend situation. And again, you know, for those of us been in agriculture for a long time, and, and, you know, we know like back to the 80s and even then in the 90s, you know, we had agricultural supplies that were kind of really big, really burdensome, and they were outstripping demand growth. Well, if you fast forward to where we've been in the last 20 years, we've added more demand from people. Secondly, we've added biofuels, first with ethanol, you know, all of those things combined suggest that demand is now kind of outpacing supply growth. McNew says after two years of nearly every farm expense on the uptick, farmers may finally see a small decline in farm cost inflation. There could be a modest pullback from 22's high numbers for cost, but I don't think there's going to be big, big changes. I think what I would expect farmers to kind of see is probably grain prices, and we're seeing it today. You know, grain prices are starting to improve again. We will probably take another run up into spring. You know, the U.S. dollar is starting to move a little more favorable for farmers in the sense that it's weakening over the last two or three months. That could help our trade balance. That could certainly get grain prices moving higher as well. So, I don't think costs are going to change dramatically, although they might be slightly lower from 22. Uh, But I do think profits will probably be pretty good in 23 as we move forward. Reporting agriculture's business. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. A monthly survey from Creighton University found bankers are less optimistic about the farm economy. On average, the bankers surveyed in the rural Main Street Index expected 2022 net farm income in the upper Midwest to increase by 10 percent. That's down nearly 4 percent from USDA projections. Drought remains a concern for bankers across the region. The White Earth Tribal Council in northwest Minnesota has placed a two-year moratorium on any new large farming operation within reservation boundaries. The Tribal Council cited a threat to health and safety, water and land resources, and economic securities as concerns leading to the decision. Tribal Council Chairman Michael Fairbanks said Minnesota agencies were informed of the regulations. This is the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. 2023 is shaping up to be a big corn year. That's the word from Peterson Farms Seed General Manager Scott Sanders. Specifically in our area in North Dakota and parts of Minnesota, South Dakota, um, we had some prevent plant last year um, due to the the moisture and and wet spring that we had. So we're definitely thinking there's going to be more corn acres this year. Um, Soybeans still going strong, but I would say right now if I had to pick a crop, that's probably going to lead the way it's going to be corn. Sanders spoke at the Minnesota Crop Improvement Association saying success goes beyond marketing. In his view, everyone in the company, top to bottom, must believe in their mission. We have evangelists, if you will, that are out there talking to all of our growers and keeping their main concerns um, at the forefront of our minds. And as most people know at Peterson, Carl's been a farmer for 40 years in the Red River Valley. Um, So he comes from this business, he understands it. And um, to have a guy like that leading the charge for us, we kind of keep the farmer in perspective at all times. Minnesota Governor Tim Walz has signed the tax conformity bill. That bill updates several parts of the state's tax code, putting it in compliance with the federal tax code. The North Dakota State University Saddle and Sirloin Club honoring Dean and Paula Swenson of Walcott as the Agriculturalists of the Year. The couple operates Swenson Stock Farm. The recognition will be given during the NDSU Little International in early February. Checking in on those markets this morning, we have a a trade for 
uh, wheat that's mixed. Minneapolis wheat, March down a quarter penny, 9.12 is the quote, while July goes seven and a quarter higher at 9.08 and a half. March soybeans, one and three quarter down. Kansas City, March uh, contracts. I should say Chicago wheat, March down two cents. The uh, hard red winter wheat for March, three cents higher. So kind of a mix going wheat. Corn for March, 6.71 and a half, a half penny higher. New crop, a half cent gain. Soybeans now for March down two and a quarter at 15.16 and a quarter. July down four and three quarters, 15.13 and three quarter cents. As we check in on the farm calendar, small grain update meetings are underway for wheat, soybean, and corn meetings. They've been going on all week. This morning they're in St. Hilaire. Uh, that's going to be held at the community center. So take note of that. The North Dakota Grain Dealers Association has its 110th annual convention and trade show coming up Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. That'll be held at the Holiday Inn in Fargo. And an event called Space Ag Conference uh, is uh, coming up. It is April 4th at Memorial Union at UND in Grand Forks. The Grand Farm is putting on this conference exploring advanced ag tech issues as it relates to what's going on in outer space. Uh, you can look at the Grand Farm website for more details for that conference. Again, April 4th, Space Ag Conference back for 2022. Have yourself a great day. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network.